of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. And uh, this week we have a, it's a very special episode. We got a new microphone. Yeah, we do. Um, thanks for picking this up earlier. But well, mostly... Thanks to Patreon thanks, for paying for it. I was going to say, thanks to, uh, thanks to Patreon for paying for this stuff. Um, as we, uh, yeah, this is like a, a solid example of the fact that we are actually using Patreon money to do podcast stuff, yeah. uh, not paying rent with it. Nor, right. nor could we, because we don't make enough money to pay rent with it. But... no. We do make enough money to buy a new mic. So if uh, if there's an increase in audio quality, it's it's all thanks to all thanks to you guys. It's all thanks to the fancy new mic we got. Yeah, exactly. So uh, if this is your first episode, let me give you a quick rundown of what we do on this show. It is a very simple premise. We listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send to us. We give our honest reaction to it. We're not critics. It's not a review so, show in a traditional sense. We make no value judgments about the music we hear. We just really like punk and hardcore, so we listen to it, hopefully uh, get some new stuff out to people, get people buying records, going to see shows. Even if it's something that we don't like, we encourage people nine out of ten times to go see it, go buy the record. We uh, we have no agenda against any of the folks' music that we listen to, even if we think that it sucks a big one. And uh, that's really all there is to it. We get ten bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice. We usually get through between five and seven of them. That's it. It's a simple show, and uh, we like punk and hardcore. Yeah. What can I say? Yeah. So you, uh, if you have no points of order? I do, actually. Oh, okay. It's a new year. It is a new year. It's uh, time for some uh, some consideration in the past year mm-hmm. and uh, maybe some uh, foresight and resolution for the new year. Okay. You remember a while ago, I think it was episode 11. Episode 11 was the first episode where we broached suicide. <laughs> now, suicide is something that you and I joke about almost continuously. Right, sure. Right? Yeah. Uh, outside the pod. Right. Um, and we kind of tiptoed in there. Mm-hmm. And I said it was kind of like, I think that was the episode where I said, well, it's kind of like you come over and you're like, uh, is, this, is, is it is it cool if I sit on the couch? And people are like, yeah, it's cool. I was like, can I put my feet on the table? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Hey, you mind if I uh, use your shitter? Right. Yeah, that's cool. And like you, you just take another step, another step. Mm-hmm. I don't think a week has gone by where we haven't suggested someone commit suicide <laughs> or talk about it since then. <laughs> Yeah, right. That's probably true. I think that that um, after after last week, because uh-huh. uh, um, with uh, what was it, Bubby and the Mingemongers? <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, we were we were at times artlessly brutal. Yeah, yeah. Right? I think that is an accurate appraisal. You know, their manager sent us a uh, um, what is it? EPK. Uh-huh, an electronic press kit. Yeah, sent us an EPK without listening to one minute of this podcast. Right. Right. It reminded me of watching like documentaries where wildebeest are crossing a river and Nile crocodiles just lay in wait. <laughs> Their nostrils and eyes just above the water. Uh-huh. You know, and that first that first juvenile wildebeest steps up and takes a step and it gets about halfway across and then the rest of them decide to go for it. And that's when everybody just goes berserk. Right. And we kind of got into a feeding frenzy. Uh-huh. What with uh, wishes of stillbirth 
right and lung cancer and van uh, flipping van flipping and i believe i was so worked up at the end that i, I went back and i recommended that they <laughs> kill themselves well to be fair that was a reference to the band ascension yeah but you know nevertheless i mean all all storied history history of suicide references in music aside right we were a little artlessly brutal i agree so I think that we should make a resolution to strive better. We should, we should try to up the game a little bit. We should try to be the Voltaire. We should try to be the Emerson or the Christopher Hitchens of auto euthanization. <laughs> so oh okay. So you're not you're not suggesting that we discontinue this practice, but that we simply dress it up a bit. No, I think that we should we should only apply it uh, when appropriate. Okay. Right. Not every week. Sure, right. It kind of, it kind of, if there's always a turd in the toilet, it kind of, it's a bummer. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we only, we only apply it when we need to. Mm -hmm. And we make sure that we are, um, I guess, more tactful and more uh, interesting about it than just out and out telling people to uh, insert gun in mouth and pull trigger. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's fair. But I will contend we are not typically that way. And one thing that you pointed out that I think was meant to maybe draw a bit of sympathy to Bonnie and the Mere Mortals, I feel is the most damning aspect oh, of their... No, no, no. I was not trying to draw sympathy. Okay. Because when you mentioned that you, that your comparison to the, the, the feeding frenzy yeah. or the crocodiles lying in wait. Right. I don't know necessarily that that, 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 that was apt simply because if... If a band's manager is just scrolling through the charting podcasts, the charting music podcasts, right. and blindly submitting things, right. that is their bad. They are not I, doing I, their fucking job. I agree. And that young wildebeest that stepped across the, the river mm-hmm. fucked up. Right. I don't feel bad for it. <laughs> right. right. That's the way it works. Uh, hey, was it last warning? Uh, what, are you, what are you talking about? Talking about uh, survival of the fittest? Oh no no was it wasn't that wasn't that uh, high alert? Did high they alert. talk about that last week? Yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect example right? Mm-hmm. That is evolution by natural selection. That stupid motherfucker had no business walk crossing the river and mm-hmm. he got eaten. I don't feel bad for that stupid fucking animal. <laughs> right. I don't feel bad for the fucking manager or bonding the mere mortal. I'm just saying that. <laughs> rolling around in shit is tiresome on the ears for people and, and we should dress it up a bit more and only apply it right uh, it, it has more impact when it's only applied in the proper setting I think that's fair but I will say the feedback on the last episode was uh, was such to indicate that people were really on board with that really on board with it now I don't think that we should make it our trade, our, our, our hallmark of, you know what I mean? By any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) And I think it's very rare. In fact, that we're presented with something that we genuinely hate so much that we would even be inclined to go in on something in that way. So I don't think it's going to be a problem for us to fall into that repeatedly. Okay. We'll, we'll just have to watch. We were also in a mood, right? We were in a mood. We were in a, and, and like, yo, that's the worst shit that I've heard in a long time. I, I'm not I'm not taking no. back anything I said in terms of it being an affront to music and the entire spirit of human creativity. Oh, absolutely not. I'm not taking any of that back. Yeah. I'm just saying that when we go all in, mm-hmm. let's be smarter about it. <laughs> okay. Let's 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 tone back the fucking lizard brain uh-huh. 
and let's get the cerebral cortex working a bit more. Okay. Less, less amygdala, uh-huh. more cerebral. <laughs> okay. I'll see what I can do. Okay. That, that's all. <laughs> all right. Also, second oh, okay. resolution. Uh-huh. New year. Mm-hmm. Time to be a better person. Okay. I'm just turning it all around. <laughs> It's gonna be uh, what are you gonna a lot a lot of encouragement from me. Not only not only aspersion, but more encouragement. Uh-huh. And uh, decided that uh, it's time to really try to make a go at this positivity thing. <laughs> you said that so many times, and I am not. I can't. It's a. It's definitely a boy who cried wolf scenario for me. No, this is a news resolution. Oh. I, I stick to those. Oh, do you? Yes. I I don't make them, so we'll see. Yeah. I don't. I I wish I'd known that we were making resolutions. I would have come to the table more prepared. I, I wanted to catch you off guard. Yeah. Uh, I got nothing. Okay. I got absolutely nothing. I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at. Just. Just make sure that you look for that broad grin while I'm kicking you in the teeth. It's not malice. It's encouragement. <laughs> All right. Anything else? That's it. Okay. So uh, I'm going to hold you to that. Well, I won't hold you to it, but I will. I'll, I'll hold you accountable in the sense that I'm going to point out when you stray from the path. Well, I don't feel any type of way about it. I'm just going to point out when it happens. Okay. Well, it's not going to happen tonight. <laughs> we will fucking see. Um, so the cue this week. So first up, we have got an exclusive, uh, a premiere from a band called Honeymoon. This is uh, a band on Head to Wall Records. Head to Wall are some homies of mine. Uh, they, uh, they put out a, uh, a record of one of the bands. Well, they put out two records of bands that I'm in this last year. Um, they put out uh, a tape by a band of men called Wicker Wolves and a 7-inch by a band of men called uh, Summerhead. And uh, Josh from the label hit me up and asked if we would do uh, do a premiere for one of their bands. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna at some point tonight. Maybe we'll kick off with it. Who knows? But uh, we're gonna listen to the song "Like Always" by Honeymoon off of their upcoming release um, on Head to Wall Records. So uh, then we've got Colony with their release "Lapse." This was sent in to us by uh, my homie Igor. I don't know anything about it. I only know that he sent it in. I can't remember if we had this in the queue last week or not. I don't think we did. Okay. Like I said, this uh, the only thing I know about this is that um is that Igor sent it in. I haven't I don't think he accompanied it with any sort of descriptions. Yeah. Then uh we have got Wall Creeper uh with their uh off their split with pillars. Um this is a band whose name I had seen thrown around a couple times. I think they're sort of thrashy hardcore punk stuff. Uh from Akron, Ohio. This was sent in by Larry Gargis, who we uh talked to, uh, talked about on the pod a little bit. Yeah. Listened to one of his bands. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good stuff. Um, then we have got Jackal with their self-titled 7-inch. This is a band whose name I have seen repeatedly in my various social media feeds over the course of the last year. And uh, I believe my homie TJ sent this over. TJ has sent us a couple things that we really dug. This is something I just meant to check out and just never got around to for whatever reason. They are a Florida hardcore band. And then we have got Life Sucks with their Living Waste EP can't remember who sent oh actually you know what uh caleb uh sent this to us who we play D with right they are a st louis band caleb is from st louis only this actually was released in uh june of 2017 not too old so it's too old and the ironic part about that caleb if you're listening is that when you asked me at D, <laughs> if you could send stuff in and ask for the email i said yeah of course but just so you're aware it's got to be only a year old. And you dismissively brushed me off and said, yeah, 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 I know how it works. Well, motherfucker, you don't know how it works. He knows now. But you know now. <laughs> um, so we will not get around to that one tonight. 
Then we have got, uh, I believe it's pronounced Hasufel. I'm not sure. This was submitted to me by the person who does the project. I believe his name is Dylan. We are internet friends. And uh, he asked me last week if, uh, if we accepted kind of dungeon synth industrial type of shit. And I was like, well, that's punk adjacent. So, and yeah, we had we like, like some, we've mentioned bands like that before. Yeah, for sure. Well, we had, we had that like sort of uh, black metal infused sort of dungeon synth stuff on here yeah. a couple episodes and ago. I've talked about that uh, dungeon synth Vorvados. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was super dope. Yeah, that stuff was cool. Uh, next up, we have Physique with the Evolution of Combat. Um, this was sent over to us, I think, by Adam Walker, maybe punk hardcore stuff. Uh, I think he described it as kind of like Japanese DB influence stuff, not on like Disclose or something like that. Then we have got Video Filth, which is another Adam submission. This is a band, again, that's been on my radar that I just haven't checked out for whatever reason. This is their EP Hypnosis that came out earlier this year. Then we have got Glass Killing Floor. Um, this is a band, I believe, from Louisville, I want to say. Um, yeah, Louisville, I believe. Uh, this is, I think they're a metalcore band, like vegan straight edge stuff. Um, this kid, Brian, I know plays in the band. He's played in a bunch of other bands. He used to play in a band called The Jig, which Nate PT played with The Jig a couple times. I remember that. Uh, they were cool. He plays in uh, Inclination, which I like a lot. He, he plays in a handful of bands. He's been a, in, like, he's kind of been like the rotating cast member in many bands over the last few years the the ultimate fill-in drummer and then last we have got time for choosing with their demo 2019 this is an oi band from huntington west virginia sent into uh sent in by a a a person named ben um who has submitted some other really cool stuff before i can't remember exactly what they sent in before but i remember that we dug it a lot so that's what we got in the queue this week let's uh let's roll the dice see what's up first okay nine Okay, nine is Glass Killing Floor. So uh, the Bandcamp is glasskillingfloor502.bandcamp.com. The release is Vegan Dominance. Um, it appears to be over-the-top vegan stuff. The first track on the on the record is called Bloodmouth Genocide. You are the enemy, agony reigns, final destiny, blood of Eden, written in black. This appears to be maybe tongue-in-cheek. I mean, I know Brian, obviously the members are clearly actually vegan, uh, but one has to assume that titling your album Vegan Dominance and opening it with a track called Bloodmouth Genocide, there's a certain amount of self-awareness there, I would assume. One would hope. I would hope. I would hope so. So we're going to skip that one because I think that's an intro track. There's no lyrics with it, whereas all the other tracks have lyrics. Okay. Um, you just want to go straight into the second track, You Are the Enemy? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, cool. So we are going to listen to You Are the Enemy by Cl- Glass Killing Floor off of their release Vegan Dominance. Western culture has developed the ultimate killing machine to feed the hungry It's called the Oh, 
All right, that was the song You Are the Enemy by Glass Killing Floor off of their release Vegan Dominance. Nate? Bach. No? No. Not at all, huh? Not at all. Really? I don't have a lot of references to even, like, compare that sound to. It's not that far off from the metallic hardcore of the 90s. Pretty close. Yeah, it's obviously derived from that, right? But it's just, it's a little too metal. And a little too clean. And a little too clean. Right, sure. Right, It's, it's missing... It's missing the punk edge. Right, right. I get that, for sure. It's definitely missing the punk edge. Mm -hmm. And it straddles that line we've talked about before where if you're going to do that, then just fucking play a metal song. Right, right. You know? Because lacking the, I guess, necessary mania and sloppiness of punk Mm -hmm. and hardcore. Sure. And adopting, like, the clean sound but not putting in, like, the ultra-catchy riffs Mm -hmm. and, like, the song song writing of a metal song. Just gives you something that's boring. Yeah, you get something that ends up being kind of middling. Yeah, right. Sure, I get. I that. mean, and, and and like, I guess some of that kind of the, the closest thing that I can think of that like that really reminds me of is like the really metallic like European hardcore, the Hate Thousand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hate yeah. Thousand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like Morser, uh-huh. or um, well, we mentioned Mine before. Yeah, and which, we met. I don't know if we've talked about Kickback on the show before, no. but you're like, yeah, but yeah. I I like that stuff of the era. Uh-huh. I'm not interested in new stuff that sounds like that. Sure. And I'm really not interested in new stuff that is, for all intents and purposes, a death metal song without any death metal songwriting. Right. No. Yeah. Without the without the chops, the songwriting chops of death metal. Right. Like I said, you're left with something kind of middling. Um. So I I was musically into this. I thought that the vocals like straight up sucked. I, I thought yeah. the vocals were not good. Right. And I think that if you had had a more traditionally hardcore vocalist over top of this, it would have sounded a lot better. I agree. It would have been more interesting. Right. And instead, what you had was a death metal song with no death metal songwriting. Right. And the, and the vocals were like aiming at death metal, but they landed on death core, um, which is, boy, a scene I cannot fuck with on any level. Nope. So I didn't just—I I was not— I didn't hate this. I thought the music was cool. It could have been a little bit more interesting. And if there had been a 15 to 20% more hardcore approach in this, I would have liked it about twice as much. I would have liked it a lot more if there was more of an actual hardcore influence into it. Because we listen, I mean, well, we were talking at the beginning of the episode. I mean, we were listening to and referencing Ascension on the last episode. Right. I mean, that's metallic hardcore. That's metalcore. Right. Right? And you just ordered the new Bloodlet re- record. That's metalcore, right? Yeah, it, not that good. It's okay. It's what you'd expect. We're getting off track, but it's what you expect Bloodlet Bloodlet to sound like 20-some years later. Sure. But, I mean, you like classic Bloodlet a I like Bloodlet right? a lot, but and that doesn't sound... That, that is derived from that... Right. That musical ethos. Right. But it sounds nothing like it. My point bringing it up is just like... It's not a distaste for the more metallic end of hardcore. It's just that I would like to have heard more hardcore in this yeah. straight up because I like a lot of shit that this is clearly pulling from. And again, I don't hate this, but it just didn't arrive somewhere that was incredibly interesting What to me. would happen if Goreguts tried to write a fucking Earth Crisis song? Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Nothing good. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yes. Because that's beneath Goreguts. Right. Musically. Right. And... Uh, it's uh, it's not what I want an Earth Crisis song to sound like. Right. Yes, for sure. I can I can more or less get on board with that assessment. Um, this would probably be fun live. I'm sure kids would go off to this. There are some fun breakdowns in this. Again, not upset by it, but it's just not something I would revisit. I think I didn't listen to this because I saw 
maybe some pictures of the band and I think one of the members was wearing like some fish nets and had some painted nails and shit and I was just like okay. prejudiced yeah yeah transphobic no no I am not I am not transphobic by any stretch of the imagination thank okay. you it's just that <laughs> if I see a if I see a band who is dressing like members of him, I think it's transphobic to imply that trans people dress like members of Marilyn Manson's backing band in 2001. Yeah. I think that's what I think that's the only transphobia present here. Um, no, I just think that uh, if you dress like a fucking mallcore kid, yeah, the chances that our tastes align is probably pretty pretty slim. Right. The chances that they could align might improve over time. Right. But if you're still dressing like a mall... That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, if if this is a new thing to you, and this is just how you're coming out, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Then, you know, the chances that we could see eye to eye in the future go, go up. But if, like, you're a grown man... Right. Nope. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you're a grown person of any sort, and you're wearing fucking fishnet shirts with, like, pink and black painted nails and, like... Your hair's dyed down the middle. No, nope. we're probably not meeting halfway yeah, on shit. You're wearing like fake contacts to make it look like you have cat eyes or something. Yeah, no, like get all the way the fuck out of my face with that. I still see people walking around town like that with like a 12 inch braided goatee that's dyed green on the end. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, basically like a, 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 I don't know what you would call it. It's not a mohawk, but it's like a stripe of hair. Right right down the middle of the head mm-hmm. and then like super baggy like super baggy junko jeans right yeah 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 what yeah no for sure so when i i and i i could be wrong because Brian's in a lot of bands and one of the bands he's in wrist meets razor is uh definitely like a scene weenie mallcore band yeah. and they dress the part uh but i think maybe they share some other members with this band i could be speaking out of turn i'm not sure but like i said my mem- if memory serves me correctly i saw a member of the band rocking the pink and black mallcore look and uh i gotta tell you in high school those were the kids i wanted to fight those were the kids that i was mad at for misrepresenting punk and hardcore to the masses now i don't feel so strongly about it because i'm a nearly 30 year old man at this point who gives a shit but i still ain't trying to fucking kick it with you on the weekends no i tell you what though mentioning seeing him around town Uh i am pretty stoked when i see like a dude who is clearly (laughs) 35 or up uh-huh. still dressing just like he did when he was like I don't know really into psychopathic records in 2000 <laughs> 2001 yeah I fucking love it and yeah. he's like kind of going bald yeah 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 he kind of looks like um, he kind of looks like a lich <laughs> Right? right, yeah. Right, they kind of look like a lich dressed yeah. in baggy fucking clothes. For sure. And uh, trying to fit in. Don't mind me. Yeah. Just a, a real human here, not an undead <laughs> lich. Don't mind me. <laughs> Right. So I think that, that that maybe put me off from listening to this. Upon listening to it, it's not nearly as sceny weeny and mallcore as I would have anticipated based on that image. Uh, but it's still not exactly in my lane. But if, uh, if this is the kind of stuff that you dig, this is about as well executed as it gets. So on that front, uh, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of kids that will hear this episode and dig that a lot. So more power to you, Glass Kelly Fuller. Uh, just not really, not really my shit. Not at all. Let's roll the dice to see what's up next. Also, the ghost is very active today, so if you hear any walking around or TV upstairs, there's just some leisurely relaxation. So, uh, there's been a, a summoning. Yeah. yeah, we summoned. Four. Okay. Four is Jackal with their self-titled 7-inch. The Bandcamp is jackal.bandcamp.com. Like I said, this is a Florida hardcore punk band. 
sent over to us by uh, my friend TJ. Sorry about my email notification that you just heard. Um, sent over to us by my friend TJ, who uh, sent us some other stuff. TJ also suggested the Armor 7-inch, but we are quite aware of the Armor 7-inch. Some Kind of War is definitely one of my favorite 7-inches that came out this year. Yeah, we've talked about We played it on a Patreon episode. Mm-hmm. And we uh, actually, I think two or three people suggested the Armor 7-inch this year. Uh, or not this year, but this last week, rather. Um, but yes, we are well aware of it and dig it a fucking shit ton. So thank you for uh, shouting that out. But uh, but we already know all about it. Looks like this came out on Painkiller Records, too. So that makes that's, that makes sense that he would have suggested this alongside the uh, Armor stuff. Although I, the Armor stuff came out on 11 p.m., but closely related. I like the artwork a lot. The artwork is very, very, uh, very sick. Looks like... Um, a, very, a, a spooky zombie man stabbing a record. Yeah, it's just nerves and eyes for a head mm-hmm. and, a, and a necklace of ears. Yeah. While the shadow of a jackal howls in the background. Yeah, I dig it. It's really sick. Uh, what song do we want to listen to? The, the opening song is self-titled, and I love a self-titled song. Yeah, we should go with that. Yeah, I think so, too. So, uh, And it's only a minute long, so if we want to end up listening to two songs, we can. Right. So uh, we're going to listen to Jackal by the band Jackal off of their release, Jackal. heard the songs Jackal and Robbed Life by the band Jackal off of their self-titled 7-inch. I like that. I like the lo-fi quality of it. For I sure. like you can hear like the tape noise or whatever in the background. Yeah. Um, I imagine that this is exactly what that band sounds like live. I would imagine so. You know, mm-hmm. like that might even be a live recording yeah. for all I know. Very easily could be, yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. That was um, basically a mainline back to the 
early stages of hardcore. Sure. Like, it reminded me kind of a victim in pain. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like know the what fast I mean? part on the second track. The fast track, part of the second track, some yeah. of the faster parts, some of the, like, the quality of the sound. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For sure. So, you know, it, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's it's a direct sort of reference back to that sort of stuff. Right, yeah. Very uh, heavily oi infused. And a lot of my favorite first wave hardcore stuff is heavily oi infused as well, like Agnostic Front, um, like early Warzone efforts, like, you know, um, Iron Cross, yep. Negative Approach, all that stuff. Anytime you get that stompy mid-tempo oi part in there, I'm usually on board for it. This was cool. It was uh, not outstanding per no. se, you know, uh, but it was a lot of fun. I liked it. It sounded, I kind of maybe expected something that was a little bit more blown out yeah, and faster. So, so that, I was thinking that when it started, uh-huh. I thought the same thing. I expect, because it's a painkiller. Right. Um, I kind of expected a bit more louder, blown out sound, mm-hmm. maybe a little faster song. But as the songs went on, that tempo and that quality of the recording kind of grew on me. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, I will say it's four songs. Mm-hmm. It's four songs that are all slightly, not much more than a, a minute long. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not buying that if it's a seven inch. You don't think so? No. I, what, I'm not going to put a seven inch on and listen to two minutes aside. I would, but I would buy it if I saw them live. I wouldn't order it. I, I'd buy it to support the band if I saw them live. Mm-hmm. I'd buy it as a demo tape, sure. Mm-hmm. Right? Unless that's like a single-sided seven-inch, which to me is a waste of resources. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, just write. Yeah. Just write four more minutes of music. Yeah. For real. Like unless that's like a single-sided seven-inch, um, I'm not buying that. Mm-hmm. I'm not ordering that or anything like sure. that unless I see them live. Right. And if I do, I'm never going to listen to it because <laughs> I'll just have to stand there, nod my head, and then like pick up the needle. Flip it over and listen to the other two minutes of music. <laughs> right, yeah. It's it's about as cumbersome as the Cinco MIDI organizer. <laughs> oh, I like I like that Tim and Eric reference. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel that it's uh, it's a bit of a waste putting two minutes of music aside on a seven inch. Just yeah. wait till you have a, a handful more songs. Would be my suggestion. I, agree. I, I you know maybe that's not every song in the seven inch. Right. Um, but you can buy the seven inch at Death Wish. So yeah, that's cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if there's more songs on it right now. Actually, I I bet there's not. I can't I can't imagine that they would upload an incomplete seven inch to Bandcamp. They do that though. Like here, here's a couple teaser tracks from our upcoming record. I don't think that's not what's the whole happening. Thing. I don't think that's what's happening. Nope, here. it's four songs. Yeah, I would imagine that's that's. I'm not surprised to hear that at all. Seven bucks plus shipping. No. Yeah, that's a little bit. That's that's a little bit steep for what uh, what we're getting. I agree with that. But Just, if this uh, were five bucks on the merch table at the back of the show, I'd pick it up to support. I'd pick them. it up. Otherwise, you know, wait two months, mm-hmm. write a few more songs, record them. Yeah, that that's that's our helpful, friendly advice for uh, for this episode. Yeah. But yeah, this was uh, this was cool. Like I said, wasn't blown away by it, but uh, as we've said time and time again, when you're doing this formula, it's got to be pretty bad for me to straight up not like it. Yeah, and this this is actually a perfect example of like, you know, if there were more of this sound mm-hmm. in the last band, sure, not necessarily like the songs and everything like that, but just sort of like the lo-fi sound. If it was a little bit band. more lo-fi, right? Right. Well, because a lot of that '90s metallic hardcore is lo-fi as right. shit. Right. Listen to fucking Abnegation. It sounds like it was recorded on a fucking potato. Yeah. But I like that. Yeah. It helps. Right. I like I like how bad those chokehold records sound. Right. Yeah. If they if they sounded better, you wouldn't like it. Right. I mean, it, we've talked about that before. If it was a better recording, mm-hmm. 
you probably wouldn't like it. At least not nearly as much. It adds a degree of like menace and authenticity to it and the amateurism. I mean, amateurism is is a definite aesthetic choice that is made sometimes and that's fine. That works. But then it's even better when it's actually just stumbled into and genuine, which is what you get from a lot of early black metal, what you get from a lot of early hardcore, uh, yeah. early 90s metalcore. It's it's hard to it, it's hard to replicate that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But exactly. when it's when it happens just by happenstance, like that's how it is. Right. It's perfect. Yeah. Case in point, you mentioned those old chokehold records. Mm-hmm. Listen to those. Listen to the new stuff. Right. New stuff is horrible. Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Jackal, not mad at that at all. That was cool. Probably be a lot of fun live. Like I said, pick up your 7-inch if I saw you, but next time you're going to make a label pay thousands of dollars to press something, just uh, write four more minutes of music. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Then otherwise, Or do it, a flexi because it's a gimmick. Yeah, there you go. Right. Right, chemical fix that just came through did a flexi. Right. It was cool. Right. All right, what's up? What's up next? Seven. Okay, Seven is Video Filth with their release Hypnosis. The Bandcamp is videofilth.bandcamp.com. This is a band from Boston, Massachusetts. This is a five-song, seven-inch, I believe. Looky, looky, who's on the tracks? Recorded, mixed, and mastered by... Oh, Will Killingsworth. Willie Killy. He's, he's back again. He's, and, and the artwork is by Cassidy McGinley, mm-hmm. who... Did she did she do the protocol? I, no, stuff? she didn't do the protocol. She did the blood letter stuff. Oh, okay, okay. She did. Um, um, oh, it just came out on Triple B. I just ordered it. Um, new seven inch. My mind is totally blanking. I literally just ordered it today. You just ordered it today. Uh, the nosebleed seven inch. Oh, okay, word. Yeah, right. She did that. Uh, she does like the Devil Master stuff. I mm-hmm. think. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. That makes that's, sense. That's she does dope art. Yeah, her like stuff everything, is every, rad. all the art she does, it it sticks out like that is a distinct style. Yeah. And it's fucking dope. Yeah, it's really fucking sick. Uh, so what uh, what track do we want to listen to on this? They're all between a minute and two minutes long, five songs. We could probably jump in from the uh, the beginning on this. Follow me. Yeah, I don't or see the any, title track. I don't. See, we could do the we could do the tra- title track as well. You want to do that? The title track is what's automatically loaded on the. On the oh, page. okay. In in that case, let's go ahead and go with that. So okay. we're gonna listen to Hypnosis by Video Filth off of their Hypnosis Seven Inch. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
right, that was the song Hypnosis off of the release of the same name by the band Video Filth from Boston. Solid hardcore song. It's what I, when I, anymore when I hear Boston hardcore. Right, yeah. It's the sound that I expect. For sure. Right? Yeah. The vocalist sounded like dude from Boston Strangler trying to sing for a death metal band. Right. Yeah, it was a little bit more burly. I wasn't sure where I sat on those. I'm still not. Oh, I liked them a lot. I thought they were pretty good, but I don't know. I want to hear more, uh, like, feral savagery, Mm. you know? A little less, uh, a little less filth from the tomb, and it's probably not what he's going for. It's just what his voice does. Yeah, I think it, I think to me it just sounded like kind of burly crust delivery too. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't and know. And he's a spiky jacket punk guy from the picture that I'm looking at. So okay, I mean, yeah, I liked it. Um, I'll probably try to pick that up at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's just for the fucking art alone. Yeah, the, yeah, um, the art is fucking sick. Like um, you said, I'll probably try to pick that up at some point. Um, the I'm sure that the vocals will grow on me. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, I don't know. When I hear that style, I want to hear a little bit more of a, I guess, rabid snarl. Fair enough. You know? Um, I dug it a lot. I liked, the, I liked the vocals, too. I thought the music was awesome. Great mid-tempo, stompy, hardcore stuff. I got to say, too, man, like... So, Will Killingsworth does a lot of uh, mixing and mastering and shit, which you can obviously outsource to him. But... The stuff that he actually records, I fucking love how it sounds. Mm. Um, I would love to record an album with Will Killingsworth for real. Yeah. Like, because I think, dude, the drum sound he gets, I fucking love. It's like just blown out enough. It's like he does it to tape. It's clearly like the drums are like peaking a little bit. They're like blowing the tape out just a little bit. It sounds perfect. This is how I like my hardcore to be produced. Yeah. By and large. Yeah. Um, it's like I said, it's it's like all the levels are in the fucking red. Everything is being pushed to the upper limits of whatever the the equipment can handle. Yep. It's perfect. This there's is, a, there's a there's like a, an an impenetrable din. Right. That everything just sort of peeks through. Right. Exactly. I fucking love it. Uh, Will Killingsworth does a really fucking good job recording records. Uh, I'm, I'm consistently impressed with the shit that he does. A very dense sound. Yeah, for sure. Especially for hardcore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, but yeah, this video filth stuff was really fucking cool. As you mentioned, this is definitely what I've come to expect, uh, expect from Boston hardcore. I suppose that could be viewed as a negative thing, right? You don't want your scene to be uh, too samey. Right. There's a core contingent of folks who start a bunch of different bands, and they all end up arriving at a sound that is in this general arena. Right. Like I said, a fair criticism for sure to say that's not necessarily the most desirable place to land. But uh, as somebody who is a fan of the classic Boston hardcore sound and a fan of this iteration of that, I'm not ever mad at it just because I fucking love hardcore that sounds like this. So, And again, we've discussed many times uh, in, in 2020, I don't really need hardcore to be innovative as long as it's doing something really well and it makes me want to fucking slam and I'm hype on it. Yep. I'm pretty stoked. So... Yeah, sure. Again, illustrating this, you know, we were talking about death metal before, again, before we started recording this, mm-hmm. and talking about like we were listening to a band, uh, Hath, mm-hmm. and every song in the album was six minutes and so plus. Right. Um, it was good, mm-hmm. but I was like, I only need to hear one band that sounds like this. Right. That's it. Right. But these bands like this, there's a ton of bands that sound like what we just heard. Right. There's a ton of bands. Uh, look at the almost the entire quality control. Right, fucking lineup. Sure. Right, you could name them off, and but the but the thing is, they're not writing six minute songs. Right, they're fucking in and out in six minutes with five songs, mm-hmm. which is that's what keeps my attention. I don't mind exactly. a bunch of bands that sound like this, 
because it doesn't get it doesn't stick around long enough to get boring. Right. Yes. And it doesn't require this massive amount of commitment on my part. Right. So, yeah, we were kind of discussing why a lot of death metal feels so impenetrable. It's just because the commitment is so high and the return is fairly low when you get a lot of bands that sound quite similar. Whereas with this, I can listen to five bands, full releases that sound like this in the same amount of time that I can listen to a single release by one death metal band that's going to sound the same as the next death metal yeah. band. Which is why I will reiterate, if death metal could get... If, if, they, if, if people playing death metal would just insert some of the brevity of punk and hardcore into death metal, the genre would fucking... It would bloom. It'd be perfect. It would be perfect. It would be a perfect genre. I would check out a whole lot more death metal releases if you didn't make me sit through a 50-minute LP. Fuck yeah. you. Who yeah. are you? What, to, what? How presumptuous of you? And the fucking audacity, because you know goddamn well that you sound just like every other fucking death metal band out there. Right. So what is it about your eight-minute song that I should pay attention to right. as opposed to the eight-minute song that I'm already fucking paying attention to? Yeah, exactly. Cut it out. There's Stop with the pretension. There's yeah. too much pretension in death metal. There's too much fucking navel-gazing, and I'm tired of it. <laughs> it annoys the shit out of me. Right. Give us two-and-a-half-minute-long songs, and I will listen to every new death metal release like I listen to every new punk and hardcore release. Yeah. And now, back to Video Filth. Good, good sound. Good shit. Good art. Mm-hmm. Good name. Yep. Probably going to pick that up. Yep. Super I'm into it. Looking at, like, hitting up uh, Cassidy and McGinley, too, about getting a print or something, because... That shit is dope. We should hit up. Uh, we should hit up Cassidy McGinley about uh, doing some merch or something. Oh yeah, good call. Yeah, doing some doing some axe or axe to grind merch. Yeah, let's, a, let's let's help out the axe. Let's to grind help them fellas. out too. Yeah, I don't know why I had axe to grind on the brain, but doing some some demo listen merch. Yeah, that's that, a good call. That would be sick. All right, we'll we'll put that on the uh, we'll put that on the to do list. Okay, let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Six. Okay, six is physique with the evolution of combat. The oh. Bandcamp is physique.bandcamp.com. This appears to be an LP. They are a band from Olympia, Washington. This this is dope. I've I've heard this already. Oh, you've already heard this. Yes. So oh well, Static Shock put this out. So I would imagine that I would probably like this a lot. I yeah. like uh, I like most shit that Static Shock Records puts out. Um, mastered by Will Killingsworth once again. <laughs> they they want you to go for evolution of combat, not the new one. Is uh, yeah, yeah. Adam sent this over, and uh, and he said that he prefer, prefers Evolution of Combat a little bit to this newest one. Okay. So and I've heard neither of these. So. It's it's dope. Is it? Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, what song? Uh, what song should we lis- listen to? Um, is there a standout that strikes you? I'm terrible with song titles. I'm so terrible if, with song titles. If you I ask just, me the same I, question, I just I put it on. Know. I'm like, yeah, this fucking rips. Right. And then that's you know. Yeah. Um. Let's just go. I mean, they're opening. You know, they're opening with uh, a minute twenty-one. That's about average. I don't think it's. You know, it's. An, oh, they have a. They have a self-titled song. Do they really? Oh, the last. The last song. Well, as I already stated, I love a self-titled song. Let's if they try say that. their name in the in it, all the better. Yeah. So, uh, all right, cool. Let's listen to Physique by the band Physique off of their release, The Evolution of Combat.
right. We just heard the song Physique by the band Physique off of their LP, The Evolution of Combat. Nate? What's not to like about that? Right. Exactly. That's uh, Disrupt playing a Discharge song. Right. Yeah. For sure. Right? Yep. That's that's what that is. Yeah. Like Adam mentioned, Disclose. Yeah. Um, definitely not far off from that. In the corner of the art of the release, uh, it says Disbones Crasher. Right. I mean, this is dis music. Right. Right? Yes. This is this is D-beat in its rawest, truest form. Right. Right. Which is the form of D-beat that I like the best. Yep. Yep. Um, I short, short, uh, both lyrically, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, and like t- run length wise. Right. Uh, dense. Mm-hmm. Right. And unrelenting. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it reminds me of like the first, like, well, you already said, you know, it's like uh, there's that, that discharge influence is ever present you can't be a D-beat band and not be influenced by Discharge. It's like, it's... Well, an, it's, no, that's, it's in the name. Right, exactly. Literally. Right, it's... Exactly. It's in the name. It's, um... It's interesting, like... It's... Is that, like, the only... Is that the only subgenre of punk and hardcore that the lineage can be traced to a single band? Or, like, the name Like, of the name the, and the stylist, like, right, everything. Is the, attributable to one band. Right, like, the artwork, the fucking lyrical content, like, uh, the deliver, like, everything. It's, like, it all comes from a single band. I can't think of another one. No. Like, where that, like, where the genre, because there are plenty of bands, like, you can trace Crust back to a particular route or whatever. You can trace certain hardcore brands, youth crew hardcore, you could trace back to Minor Threat if you go back all the way, right? right. But, like... D-Beat is specifically aping Discharge in every way, and every band is using the exact same reference point. It's like um, it's like a, it's like a snowball starting at Discharge and just picking up like more distortion, right. and more filth along the way, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and what you end up with is bands like you know mm-hmm. in 2020, right. 2019 physique, right? For sure. Um, yeah, that stuff was fucking awesome. It ripped. I love all of the OG British D-beat stuff. You know, I fucking love Verrukers and shit like that. Like, that's That was my bread and butter. Like, I was into that stuff before I was into hardcore. Like, what, what I came to understand as being hardcore, right? right. I was into Verrukers and, like, the DBT, uh, the DBD, like, exploited stuff and Discharge and all that shit first. Um, so this scratches an itch for me when uh when dis when like discharge worship and d-beat stuff is done this way and as you pointed out it's rawest truest form with uh, an emphasis on brevity and intensity i pretty much always like it yeah you know like d-beat with me actually started probably with disrupt uh-huh. like crust d-beat you know right. what i mean yeah um it doesn't get better than that right no. you're not gonna write a fucking better d-beat song or any you're not gonna write a better hardcore song than disrupt right for sure yeah you're just not yeah you know what i mean and this is, like I said, this is uh, discharge plus disrupt equals physique. Yep. And uh, and I'm very happy with that formula. I will definitely listen to the rest of this LP. I really want to check out the new LP now, The Rhythm of Brutality, that came out in October. If it's as good as this, then I'll be fucking I'm surprised you haven't it. heard it. It's been making the rounds. Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's the a thing that we should note about 2019 is that... Uh, so much good music came out that it would be nigh on impossible to have not missed something. It, yeah, we, on our Patreon episode, we did, we just scratched the surface of stuff that we liked right. that we didn't mention on the show. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. I mean, I had like 45 things listed 
Right. And I was, as we were going along, I was like, oh, I need to add this. Oh, I need to add that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, and, and that's just within the context of like punk and hardcore, right? There were some great metal releases this year. There were, there were a bunch of great rap releases this year that like I've barely gotten around to, like good ass indie rock shit. I made like a, a Spotify playlist that I still need to add more shit to because I'm still discovering more stuff from 2019 that is eking its way into my uh, favorites of the year. And like, it, it's like, this is one of those years that we're going to look back at some point on like a very dry year and be like, boy, we really took for granted how much good shit was happening in 2019. And a diverse amount of shit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, like there's so many different stylistic approaches represented in in the shit that was coming out this year, and it's been incredibly refreshing. I mean, the last few years in general have been really good for punk and hardcore. I mean, last year was a really fucking strong year too, and like when I looked back recently at my 2017 uh, list of just like releases I really dug from that year, that year was fucking great too. It's been a really strong few years for punk and hardcore. So if you're a young person and you're looking at the past with the rose-colored glasses and thinking, oh boy, I wish I could have been there for that, I assure you in 10 years you're going to look back and wish that you'd been more paying more attention to what's happening now because yeah, there's insane stuff going on It's right the now. fucking Oregon energy released, being released by all the fucking global angst over the past three and four years. <laughs> you, you think that's what it is? I really do. I think that, I think that there's some sort of like... Like Jungian archetype within us all that is just reacting to this this invisible static in the air. That could be. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to discount that entirely. Uh, so uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Two. Okay. Two is Colony. This was sent to me by uh, my homie Igor. The uh, the it's colonyhc.bandcamp.com. The release is called Lapse. Looks to be a four song EP. Engineered, mixed, and mastered by Will Killingsworth at Dead Air Studios. I like that artwork. The artwork is you cool. Know, the, I, well, the artwork is by Dean Forsyth Jr., who does a bunch of really cool stuff. Yeah. Bunch of really cool stuff. Uh, check out if you if you have Instagram and shit like that, go check out his work on there. It's really good. I, I am I am into like high contrast black and white like mm-hmm. photocopied looking shit. For sure. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I like the image in the background of the band camp too. It's like a woman wearing a very complex what looks to be electrical device on her head. Oh, well, on on de- on the desktop version is probably the laptop. It's it's different than what I've got. Oh, right. Yeah, you're on the you're yeah, on, a, on mobile. a mobile version. So uh so yeah, this is a four-song release. None of the songs are more than a minute 50 long. Uh do you just want to listen to the title track? It's the opening track of the record. Yeah, let's let's go for it. All right, so we're going to listen to the song Lapse off of the EP of the same name by the band Colony. Yeah. 
All right, we just heard the song Lapse and the song Anesthesia Drip by Colony off of their release Lapse. Now, that's how I like my heavy hardcore. Yeah. That's fucking no fucking around. Mm-hmm. Whirlwind of gloom and doom. Right. That, uh, I said to you, like, with Fisher, that first track, I was like, it's, it, it's, it's in that same song length and song writing of, as like what we, we listened to when we listened to Low End earlier on. Mm-hmm. Good, solid songwriting, good fucking riffs. Doesn't overstay its fucking welcome. Right. This owes a lot more to From Ashes Rise, Union of Uranus, His Heroes Gone, mm-hmm. than like Low End did. Right, yeah, that's more metallic, pulling from sort of traditional New York hardcore stuff and making it heavier. Yeah. Ironically, this is a New York hardcore band, I know, right? I know. But I mean, that, sound, that sounds like it could have... You know, easily have been on the fucking prank roster in 1998. 100%. Yes. Right. Yep. That was fucking good. We talk sometimes about, like, you know, I'd check that band out if they were local or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'd probably drive to, I, I'd drive three hours to see that band. Yeah, I'd drive to Chicago for that show. For sure. For sure. That was fucking dope. I really hope, I was looking, they've been around for a, for a grip mm-hmm. since 2011. Yeah. Um, I really hope they have more songs that they're working on because I would love to fucking hear an LP like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because there are not a, ba- a lot of bands doing that stuff right now. And that was fucking dope. It was really, There's really no good. physical release of it. Mm-hmm. I'll have to enjoy it on Bandcamp. Hopefully they, uh, you know, hey, this is what we got we're working on. Right. We're going to put fucking 10 more tracks and give you a 12-inch. Right. Yeah, no, that would be very, very, very sick. Um, because, yeah, there's not a lot of bands doing this. The only... So... A band that I heard this year that kind of reminds me, um, we listened to them, I think, on the uh, on the Patreon episode that we did on Australia, that band Histamine. Yeah. A little bit of a similar vibe in terms of clearly drawing from the burlier corners of the Crust universe. You mentioned this could easily be on the Prank roster in 1995, 96, 97, for sure. There is some clear, like, heavy Crust influence in this, but... It's still ultimately just burly, big, heavy, hardcore. God, you know, I'm looking at this band's output. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a fucking brood of cicadas. Mm. Like they come up every two to five years with three songs. <laughs> like I don't know, maybe these guys are in other projects, and this is what the, this is all they can do. Maybe, but fucking hell, this should be somebody's primary fucking project. Right? You got kids, leave them. You got a wife, divorce her. <laughs> This is what you should be fucking doing. Right. Right? Yeah. That was fucking good. And we need more than four songs every goddamn three years. I agree with that. Yeah. You need to uh, you need to put your fucking personal life in shambles so that you can pursue this band with uh, more energy and intensity and dedication so that Nate and I may purchase an LP worth of, me- of material because I would very much like that. Like, I don't know anything about this band. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't surprise me because it's just there's not a lot out there. Right. But when I look at... Okay, okay, never mind. I'm talking out my ass. I just need to read the fine print. Oh, what's the fine print? Uh, the other half of the... Uh, so there, there is an LP. It's not the... It's, it's just unreleased tracks on B-sides and so forth. So I oh, need okay. to dig this up. I need to fucking stop talking out of my ass because uh, there is... There is, uh, there are more. There is more out there. Physical releases. Okay. I just gotta find it. Right on. So hopefully that's the case with these new tracks. Hopefully this isn't it, and they're gonna fucking dip back under the waves, you know, like fucking Godzilla, <laughs> for another three years before they come up and smash Tokyo again. Right. Like I'm hoping that there's like, like I said, like ten, eleven more, twelve more tracks like this. For sure. Yeah. Because I would. I mean, that's the other thing is like when your songs are between a minute and two minutes long, you can hit me with ten, twelve songs of this on an LP, and like. I'm done listening to it in 
17 minutes. Yeah. Right. I got, I, there's, I don't have to dedicate any of my day to it. Really. I can take, you know, 17 to 20 minutes, listen to your entire LP, not get bored of it. Probably listen to it a second time. Fucking, fucking crush posers on my way to pick up a Eero. <laughs> right. right? Yes, on yeah, my yeah. way to fucking Wendy's, just yep. fucking crush posers <laughs> drive back. I've listened to the whole thing. I'm fucking amped to eat my burger. Right. right. Yeah. It's, it's gone in two shakes of a lamb's tail. <laughs> Just like the fucking crushing, crushing sound I just heard. Right. I crush burgers to crushing hardcore. <laughs> I don't think anything better can be said about that, so I'll just shout out Colony one last time. Say that shit is very, very good. I, too, hope to see this on a physical release, and I hope that uh, they do more soon because this is really, really sick, and there are not a lot of bands doing shit like this. Um, it's refreshing to hear this approach to heavy hardcore leaning into like i said that burly crust world without the fuckery that sometimes comes along with that with with that world because sometimes there's crust can be off-putting for many reasons uh i think for me the perfect formula for that kind of stuff is incorporating those influences into a like colony did into a heavy hardcore format and just hitting us with a minute and a half to two minute bursts of like fierce, intense, Just heavy hardcore guitars that sound like a wall of fucking angry locusts about to come down on you. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah was, that was good. That was fucking good. Really, really fucking good. Uh, let's uh, roll the dice and see what's up next. One. Okay. Cool. One is uh, one is something that we were gonna have to get around to anyway because I promised Josh that we were going to. Okay. So that is uh, that is like always by Honeymoon off of their upcoming release on Head to Wall Records. Nay, I'll have to send you the link to this because it's a private SoundCloud link because it's obviously oh, yeah, not yeah, something yeah. that's available for public consumption yet. All right. So uh, so yeah, let's listen to Like Always by Honeymoon.
right, that was the premiere of the song Like Always by the band Honeymoon coming out on Head to Wall Records, I believe, next week. Thank hmm. That had to be a fucking joke. <laughs> the first half of that song, uh-huh. uh, they had to be fucking joking. <laughs> At a minute 35, you got, you got me. Right. Right? Yeah. We both perked up right away. Yep. Hey, now that's quite a change of pace. Right. Quicksand. Right. Into that, 100%. Mm-hmm. Minute 35 on, that song was dope. Yep. Everything before there, I swear to God, I thought you guys were joking. <laughs> Yeah, so so I liked the music well enough on the first half of the song. The second half was definitely markedly better. Um, as Nate said, I pointed out when it came in, I was like, okay, quicksand, sick. I fuck with this heavily. The riff was good. It was chunky. It was fucking danceable. It was really cool stuff. Um, I thought musically the first half of the song was fine. It wasn't bumming me out at all. I, I get the reference points that you're pulling from. Um, I mean, clearly you guys like quicksand, you like far side, you like Sam, I am, you like all the various iterations of nineties post hardcore. Yeah. And you tried to meld the popular elements of that with the, uh, chunkier elements of that, uh, with mixed success. Um, yes, the vocals, I will say I almost kind of liked them, but they were like objectively bad. It's like I, straight up bad. I, I told you, I think these guys, they have to be joking. <laughs> it's it the vocals. Yeah. The vocals sound like a joke. I, if there were aggressive and that's the other thing too, if there had been aggressive vocals over the first half of that song, it would have melded a lot. It would have melded this, the two disparate sonic elements of that song together a lot better because you had that chunky, heavier, more aggressive yeah. second half of the song, if the vocals had foretold that aggression in some way, right. that would have made a lot more sense. And by aggressive, I'm not, you know, we don't necessarily mean like no. fucking hardcore yelling and going No, but at even it, just but like hot water music don't, aggressive. Don't sound like a bunch of fucking goobers and fucking <laughs> kitty cats yowling underneath the fucking music. Yeah, it was like cap and jazz, like Midwest emo vocals over the first half of the song and I'm not sure what was going on with that yeah like I said while we were listening to it I was like I almost like this but but not in a way that like not in a way that's nice not in the way that you want me <laughs> not to in the like way it. that I want that you want me to like it right exactly um I the the most positive thing I can say about that is there's clearly a lot of promise there because uh you guys have the chops to write the fuck out of a riff yeah, that riff was fucking sick. I was head bombing. It was fucking awesome. If the rest of the release sounds like that, and you guys aren't going, hey, yeah, over the top, I will like that release. Yeah. Also, hopefully, other people liked this and will buy it because Head the Wall, you know, trusted us with uh, premiering it. But also, Josh listens to the show. He knows what the fucking show is about, and he expected us to uh, to be honest. About well, it, so I'd tell my fucking grandmother to get fucked if she was still alive and came at me with some bullshit. <laughs> and I don't even know this guy, right? Yeah, so fuck him. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, I do know him, sweetheart of a dude. Um, thank you for sending this stuff over to us. We're always down to uh, to premiere a track as long as you are always down for us to give our very honest response to it. Like I said, this is this is half of a good song. Yeah, you know, and what I mean? you know what? Who knows what the rest of the album sounds like? Right. Maybe maybe, maybe that was like intro right. slash good song, <laughs> and then the rest of the rest of the album was like right. good song two, good song three. Right, because I actually remember. I think I recall hearing maybe an EP that, by this band that uh, Head to Wall put out. I could be wrong. It could be a different band, and I remember thinking, "Oh yeah, a lot of quicksand vibes on this." Um, it could just be because because Head to Wall Records, Head to Wall is named after a quicksand song. Sure. So 
they tend to sign post-hardcore-y stuff that veers into that 90s chunky post-hardcore world for right. sure that's a solid um, world it is a solid world right um so i could be thinking of a different band on their roster um that draw from s- similar sonic influences um but either way that was half of a good song i hope the record is more of the more of the second half of that song yeah um so you know what just for shits and gigs, let's do one more song. We're, we're when I edit music in, we'll be like at just over an hour. Okay. But we're we're at just under an hour right now on the track. Let's. We were a little long winded last week. We were a little long winded last week. I want to get an extra band in this week. How many we got done tonight? We have got one, two, three, four, five, six. No, so let's do seven, seven tonight. This will be the last one. Three. Okay, three is Time for Choosing with their demo 2019. The Bandcamp is timeforchoosing.bandcamp.com. Uh, the demo was suggested to us. It came out in March. Um, ben, who sent this in, said that somehow the LP sounds worse than the demo. <laughs> okay. Ben also said that this is oi that definitely veers on the sketchier side of things. Oh. Ben is not a sketchy person at all. Ben is a non-binary oi kid from, I believe, the Philly area who I think is an avowed communist. Uh, so, uh, but but Ben has an appreciation of, uh, like myself, of some some music that represents the politics that are not in line with their own. I, I got no problem with a little bit of the sketch. Right. Yes. Exactly. And the cover of this demo is a uh, is a World War II era soldier uh, waving old wa- waving glory. old glory. So. Could and, be good, we might like it, or we can have a good fucking laugh, because there's nothing I'd like better than pissing all over old glory. <laughs> right. Or a little bit of both. It could be really good stuff uh, that is really stupid. Um, the song that was recommended to us is We're All to Blame. Now, I want to listen to that song, but I'm kind of glancing at some of the lyrics to some of the other songs, and I might want to listen to two songs by this band, honestly, okay. because the lyrics to We're All to Blame, I can understand why Ben would recommend this one, because these lyrics look sort of the most benign and and least pointed politically, but I was looking at the lyrics on uh, That's Not Justice, and, uh, and like, they're kind of talking about, like, you know, PC smashing PC people and shit. Okay, and I we'll just see how we'll see how we feel about this song. And so, if we want to do another track, so we will. I, I like the song title too. You ought to be ashamed. Yeah, I I, I like what they're. I want. <laughs> I don't know what they're bringing there, but I kind of want to know. Yeah. Oh, I like. Well, I'm just gonna read some of the lyrics to "You Ought to Be Ashamed." I'm looking at it right now. They want to fight cops, but they're weak as shit. They loot and trash your city and get away with it. Obsessed with PC and definitions of sex. Failed experiment of Generation X. Okay, we gotta go in on that. <laughs> you want to listen to that song? What, what one were you saying? Uh, ben suggested we're all to blame. They said that that's the best song on the record. It's musically. But I really want to listen to the You Ought to Be Ashamed because the lyrics are so dumb, dude. uh, uh, And then Speed Bumps? Yeah, Speed Bumps? Man, protests on every corner. Protests blocking the street. Signs telling you you're wrong. Time to make them all We got to go in, man. These guys are fucking bootlickers. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. We got to go in on this shit. Yeah, for sure. I'm not listening to the least offensive song. No, let's listen to the most. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's listen to You Ought to Be Ashamed let's, let's first. Let's see if there's a couple songs that they mention some choice words. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, uh, so we're going to listen to You Ought to Be Ashamed by Time for Choosing off of their demo 2019.
heard the song you ought to be ashamed by time for choosing off of their demo 2019 and whoever the fuck wrote that song you ought to be ashamed <laughs> that sounded like fight music from fucking final fantasy 3 <laughs> where you encounter a bunch of stupid fucking hillbilly skinheads in the woods and that's what that that's the music that comes up uh, that was a fucking joke yeah like, yeah dude that was so fucking bad like is it doesn't say who's in this band but i have a feeling just based on the fact that it sounded like Every instrument was computer generated. I think it's got to be one person. It's one dude. Which, wow, what a surprise. A racist skinhead guy doesn't have any friends to start a band with. What a shocker. Right. Actually, it is kind of a shocker coming from fucking Huntington, West Virginia. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, true, true. Right. This guy must be a real fucking turd. Yeah. What a goddamn bootlicker. Right. I love these fucking flag-waving bootlickers. (laughs) They want to fucking lick the shit heels of cops and all their fucking Bible-thumping politicians wrap themselves in the fucking flags. You know, I said I was going to say, let's just not encourage people to commit suicide. Yeah. But if there's one fucking demographic that should just erase themselves, it is the angry white person demographic. 100%. The fucking poor, angry white person wrapping yourself in the fucking flag and the cross. Shove it up your ass, wrap yourself in the flag, set it on fire. Self-immolate. That is exactly what I was going to say. Wrap yourself in that flag and self-immolate. Set yourself ablaze. I hate I I hate these motherfuckers. Yeah. These motherfuckers that want to harken back to some good old day that right. never was United States when we weren't committing genocide <laughs> or like ho- imprisoning people for right. fucking no reason sure. or telling people what they can and can't do based on arbitrary things like the color of their fucking skin. Right. These motherfuckers are about as un-American as it fucking gets. Yep. Get the for- fuck out of the country. Yeah. Yeah. Um so Nate and I both said, you know, we prefaced this with that we're both down for some some sketchy shit in our music. Totally, 100%. As long as the music, good. As long as it's fucking good. And this is not. This is not good at all. It fucking sucked. As soon as it came in, I was like, those are like MIDI guitars. Yeah. Um, this is unbelievably bad. Ben, uh, I don't... 
I don't know why you sent this to us. Unless you like it for the same... There's only one reason why I like this, and that's right. because it's funny. Right. It's fucking hilarious. It's hysterical. Right, And yes. that's why I like this. It's a hoot. I, it's a, it, I'm having so, a good time So that's gotta sure. be why Homeboy likes it. And if the LP sounds worse than this, mm-hmm. what could it fucking sound like? Right, yeah, because this sounds bad. Let's have a listen. You want to listen to a song off yeah. of the LP? Yeah, yeah. The, the LP art, too, is deeply embarrassing. It's, uh... Somebody getting their head pressed down to the ground by a fucking oxblood dock. Yeah. And the record's with white called laces. Enough's Enough with an exclamation point. You're right. Enough is enough. Enough of you making this shitty music, you bootlicking fucking smooth brain piece of shit. Why don't you fucking put one of the many guns I'm sure you own in your fucking mouth and discharge the trigger? And if you want, I'll be there to make sure that you're dead. I'll unload an entire fucking magazine into your fucking writhing body as you gasp your last breaths thinking about the glory you're going to see in heaven while you join your white brothers in Valhalla. Fuck you. I hope a nuke Valhalla with all of you in it. This dude ain't even doing that. He's fucking jerking off the pictures of fucking 82nd Airborne. <laughs> you know, a home alone in his basement writing midi fucking oi music. Dude, like, and the so the, the people that it's supported by, you know, because you can see, like, who yeah. supports it. There's somebody with a Hot Topic Anarchy A as their display picture. Another one with just the classic red oi. Another Another one with a fucking like French bulldog. Yeah. It's exactly the people you would expect. Yeah. And then another person who, in their records that they've bought recently, one of which is First Assault, which is racist skinhead shit. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, so it looks like they they they, uh, they fucking re-released. Uh, you ought to be ashamed. It sucks though. There's no lyrics with this. But you know his his voice like was pretty yeah his enunciation was pretty clear you could you could hear what he was saying pretty clearly yeah there's a few there's a few repeats like we're all also also i just realized the logo the time for choosing logo yeah that's the screwdriver that's like the later era screwdriver oh yeah it is yeah like post all screwed up so so that's the thing like how could this guy not find other people in that neck of the woods to play this shit? Right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe that neck of the woods is way more rad than we think. Now, Perhaps. Oh, no, I've talked about my experience in West Virginia with with Smash Mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 you have. And I love West Virginia as, as like a... Uh, a, a, a uh, it's natural history. Mm-hmm. I love West Virginia from like, you know, that standpoint. Sure. I don't know much about the people there. When I lived there, most of them sucked. Right. Um, you know... Maybe it's their fault. Maybe it's not. I think there's a lot of different factors that, you know, people and factions that are culpable in your fucking, you know, in your current condition, their their current condition, right? There were literally people, like, down the road from the cabin that I was staying in, like, Mm. a hamlet of people. Right. Not one family Mm -hmm. that were living in, like, literal fucking dirt floor fucking shacks. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Say what you will. That's that's the same fucking like endemic generational poverty that you see hitting people in in, in fucking like the inner city sure, in South yeah, Chicago. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean, or wherever right. you want to go. Right, right. It's it's the same fucking thing. Right, right. It's the same fucking thing. Those two people, th- 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 those demographics have way more in, con- in common with one another than they have with like anyone else that they might socially identify based upon the fucking color of their skin oh, for sure. or anything like that. Well, I mean, and, you know, to, not to jump, not to not to take uh, too long a digression into this, but, I mean, that's why, that's why race-based identity politics are pushed so hard yeah. as a dominant narrative because the minute that working class people understand that they have way more in common right. than they do right. separating them, then 
like power brokers are in a shit ton of sure. Problems. And we, we don't we don't need to go into the fucking history of the Southern strategy and all that sort of shit. Right. But the thing that fucking kills me is like just like how unrepentantly unre- I guess unrepentantly willing a lot of those folks were in like recognizing their own culpability for their fucking situation. Sure, yeah. Right? Like, yeah, it sucks. You guys got fucked over by the mining town, but you know what? Leave. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go find a job somewhere else. Right. There's not a huge fucking demand for like um, Wainwrights anymore to build barrels anymore. Right. Yeah. Huge booming industry in the early 1800s. Mm-hmm. No one gives a shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Conestoga wagons. Everybody needed them. Everybody needed them to get out west 150 years ago. No one needs them anymore. You know what those people did? They adapted or died. Right. Right. And so stop fucking, com- you know, like don't. Com- so I would see like these people when I when I lived in West Virginia, just like dwelling in their own, like like reveling masochistically in their own poverty, sure, and letting like the the the, I guess the uh, detritus that comes along with that overtake them, right? Right. Sure. So back to my point. Uh-huh. I don't know a ton of people in West Virginia. But my experience with the people in West Virginia sucked. The state itself is beautiful. Mm. The fact that this guy can't find anybody to collaborate <laughs> on his fucking boot-licking, flag-fucking-racist shit out of Huntington yeah. maybe speaks higher of West Virginia than I expected. Perhaps so. So uh, what song do we want to listen to off the Enough's Enough LP? This is a great way to go out. Um, I kind of like face the facts. Yeah. Just because, you know. Right, like, what facts? Oh, what oh are the please, facts, my G? Please, Mountain Sage, what <laughs> facts could you impart upon me? Right, exactly. I really want to know what this guy takes uh, takes for granted as being basic facts that we need to accept and face. Yeah. So let's listen to that. So we are going to listen to Face the Facts by Time for Choosing, the solo project of a smooth-brained mongoloid dwelling in the fucking <laughs> mountains of West Virginia somewhere. Don't face the facts! Face the facts! 
developed. There's certainly nothing hypocritical about the media handling every perceived intolerance with complete and utter intolerance. All right. Well, we just heard Face the Facts by Time for Choosing <laughs> off of his record Enough's Enough. And we were hit with a real truth bomb there that's sure to shake the foundation of any snowflakes worldview. Yeah, it even pissed off my dog. Yeah, right, yeah. Right? Petey, Petey sensed the yeah. racism emanating from the basement. <laughs> that, that dude is like a... Fu- it, it, it's, it's like... Um, the Wesley Willis, uh, it's like the love child of Wesley Willis and Ian Stewart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Only uh, only this man is not a tenth of the songwriter that young Ian Stewart was, or even Wesley Willis. Even Wesley Willis. <laughs> yeah, this Wesley is Wesley Willis so wrote bad. one song, but damn, he got a lot of pull out of it. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. And, uh, you know, I, don't, I, I thought maybe we could understand what that guy was saying. Uh, I think he was saying too fucking stupid to face the facts. Right, yeah. Uh, who knows? Right. Yeah, he was talking about sometimes, you know, not everything is a conspiracy. It sounded like all those carrots he was shoving up his ass were finally clogging up his throat because <laughs> I could barely hear him. He's choking on his own fucking carrot dildos. <laughs> oh, man, this sucked really bad. Well, Ben, I hope that you sent this to us as a joke. Um, if you didn't... I, I would be hard-pressed to figure out what exactly it is you like about this because, like I said, there's plenty of sketchy oi that I like, but it's because the music rips and it's in spite of the shitty politics yeah, and, and not it, because of right, them. Right, and at that, at that point, too, like when I'm listening to something like that, I'm like, damn, this fucking rips. But then I'll hear like a really sketchy, I'm like, god damn, that sucks. Though. Yeah, I wish, wish, it's, wish it's, this guy didn't suck so bad. It, yeah, it's it's kind of like uh, there's, there's almost like a... Um, it's a guilty pleasure, certainly. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's a guilty pleasure on my part. It's just it, it's just a pleasure, but it's like, but it's just one of those things where I so I don't need like the music or the art that I consume to align with my worldview in any way because if I did, I wouldn't consume any art because I disagree with all of you and I think you're all fucking morons. So that's not a prerequisite for me to enjoy anything no, at all. No, no, no. But if something is like oh like. For example, like listening to Burzum or something, I don't care because the dude is talking about orcs and shit. He's not re- talking about racist shit in the songs, by and large. He's talking about dumb Lord of the Rings shit. But yeah, like, say what you will. So the first Screwdriver record, great record, it's, not racist. It's com- good. Completely different band than Ian Stewart would later go on to form. It's a shame that he chose to use the same name and right. sully the legacy of that right. first record because none of the same members are shared. It's just Ian Stewart using the same moniker. A couple of the sketchy Screwdriver songs are good, but they're tough to listen to because it's just like dudes' lyrics are like overtly well, that, sketchy that's what I and mean. racist. So you hear right. a good riff, you hear a good song, yeah, but I'm then just you like, hear like, you're like, Christ. oh, God damn it. Motherfucker, why you, you know? got to talk about like that, sending them back on boats? Why you got to do that, man? Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> the riff right? was good. This, that sucks. The content sucks. Right. Yeah. And, and in certain like music, like Oi mm-hmm. is a good example, it's pretty hard to get into it without dipping your toe. Oh, yeah into shit like, no, like for just sure. holding your nose a little bit and saying okay that is a good song right yeah yeah for you know sure what I mean? you have to because it's there's there's no hard line in it like it's, right. it's a real fucking gradient and before yeah. you know it you stepped you stepped from <laughs> right. one end of it, the spectrum to the other right and you didn't see the incremental changes along the way exactly for sure you know right but this this sucks in, on every fucking level. Every level. This is just some fucking mountain toad right. writing MIDI music and, and and like talking about, you know, crying about the fucking memes he sees on the internet. Right, yeah. This is a guy with a fucking Pepe pin. Yeah. Fuck this you. Is, this is some fucking cock-sucking bootlicker. <laughs> right, yes, for sure. Right. This is this is the only time I kneel is to suck a hero officer's dick. And, 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 and believe me. 
There is no fucking room for bootlickers in my world. No, not one bit. And the thing is, like, neither Nate or I identify as Marxists, right? By any stretch of the imagination, I would say. No. Um, but uh, this is a perfect example because I think, you know what, this is This is maybe a good example to our younger listeners. Um because I think there's a lot of attitude, the prevailing attitude among a lot of young leftists is like, if you're not a Marxist and if you're not on board with that shit, then you are sympathetic to the other side. Not at all. I assure you, I am not. Just because I don't really fuck with communism or think that it's going to work very well, I assure you, I am not down with shit like this. And uh, I hope that all of these people one day are taken to a dark room somewhere and the and locked up in the key is Yeah, you know, I like I, I certainly know which flavor of shit offends me the most. Oh, for sure. And it has to be the fucking shit licking, boot licking, flag wrapping, cross bearing crypto fascists yeah. and overt fascists that fucking walk the streets. For sure. I got no fucking worries with uh, you know, the hammer and sickle fucking crowd. Nah, whatever. That doesn't worry me nah. in the slightest. And honestly, none of those systems are gonna fucking work over long periods of time anyway. Because no. humans can't cooperate beyond like a trial level. Yeah, no, it's take, fucking pointless. Yeah, take man. the black pill. None of this shit's gonna work. Right. I see. I see some of my homies tweeting like communism will, will win. I assure you, the only thing that will win is death and annihilation. The only the only thing it's gonna win is the next fucking you know boot on your neck. The next ideology that takes a fucking boot in your neck because people always cheat. And as I said before, the world operates on good faith, but people cannot operate on good faith with nope. one another nope. because beyond a certain size, a social circle, beyond a certain social network, you don't fucking have. The the same level of concern for people. Right. Cheaters always fucking win, man. They yep. always fucking win, and sheep always fucking follow. Yep. And all anybody's looking for is the next goddamn boot to put on their fucking neck. Yep. Sorry to the Marxists out there, but uh, I promise you. And they, the anarchists ain't going to fucking win either because no. all you motherfuckers are so lazy. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's it's like fucking Jello Biafra said, who the fuck's going to fix the sewers? Right, yeah, yeah. No yeah. one wants to do the shit work. People yep. just want to fucking lay around. Right. None of it fucking works. No. Nope. None of it fucking works. Not a all thing. All you can do is hold your nose and decide which turd tastes the least worst. <laughs> For sure. Um, so on that note, let's... Uh, Let's shout out the uh, we got a, we got a few new Patreon. Yeah, let's shout them out. Let's shout them out real quick and then wrap it up. I'm 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 glad that we wrapped up on that racist bootlicking bullshit. Didn't I say a couple episodes ago? Like, what happens when somebody just gives us something that's like fucking? And we don't know for sure that this was racist because he didn't come out and say it. Like, we can say with a high degree of certainty. You know what I mean? We can. I think that a very high degree right, of like, certainty. Like, we can. Let's just let's just say. Uh huh. You've got a bunch of tattoos and a shaved head. Right. I got a bunch of tattoos and I used to shave my head. Right. And when I used to shave my head, walking around looking like I fucking look. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of white dudes, and it doesn't matter white white people in general. Right. They'll be talking. There'll be a little bit of a pause in what they're saying because they might want to, you know, talk about like, you know, uh, crime in the city. Mm -hmm. And then they'll kind of look around because you know why. <laughs> right? Yeah. Y you know why the crime's so bad, right? Right. And you'll be like, oh, yeah. Like, I, you know, like I straight up had like fucking skinheads come up and like, 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 you know, fucking like hammer skins. Right. Try to recruit me at shows because I show up in a fucking you know black jacket with a shaved head and right. I'm you know a big guy right no man I ain't on your fucking tip I just don't like bothering with my fucking hair yeah well see I get the opposite though I get very much the opposite because I am like currently wearing like 
a fucking, you know, fresh starter cap from 1995. Yeah. And I wear 2XL t-shirts and shit. Right. So I get a very opposite. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I'm never mistaken for, like, a sketchy, racist skinhead but, dude. A- unless you put on some fucking beanies right. and yes. a pair of docks. Right. And yeah. you fucking go out in, you know, like, a military jacket. Sure, yeah, 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 for sure. And then you're getting the fucking look. Right. Right? Right. So... I'm just saying, you know, if you're a white person, you know how fucking people are. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure that other people are the same way, too. Sure. You know what I'm saying? But I can't speak to that experience. I can't speak to that experience. All I'm saying is, if you're a white person and you got fucking hillbilly relatives or anything like that, Mm -hmm. you fucking know how they are. Yeah. Yeah. And all I'm saying is, this guy's a fucking hillbilly. He's writing bullshit Wesley Willis songs in his basement about them. Right. I think we know who them are. <laughs> yes, indeed. So uh, we've got uh, Bradley Poiser is a new Patreon at the five dollar, uh, new patron rather at the five dollar tier. Then we have got uh, our homie Garrett, uh, who we talked about uh, was a member of Coffin Worm. Oh, dope. Garrett actually hit me with a couple corrections. Um, I guess uh, Carl actually played drums on the first two Coffin Worm records. Uh, we did a Patreon I, episode. Yeah, on, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we did pay, we did a Patreon episode on Indiana bands. So if you uh, if you donate to the Patreon at the uh, five dollar and up tier, you get access to all of our Patreon episodes. We did one where we discussed a few kind of forgotten Indiana bands, and we're gonna do that again in the future because we barely scratched the surface. But yeah, Garrett pointed out that Carl actually played played drums on those first two Coffin Worm releases and then upgraded. Because uh, the the guitarist uh, on the those first two releases was a dude who also played in Black Arrows of uh, Black Arrows of Filth and Impurity. So yeah, yeah. thanks yeah. for that, Garrett. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that is I think that's oh no we got a new ten dollar patron too, Granger Hamilton. Yo, like I said, anybody giving at the the fucking ten dollar and up tier, that's that's a pretty that name sounds like an like an, a farm insurance company. It does, or like a founding father. Yeah, that's know? a good name. Granger Hamilton. That's right. Yeah. Um, let me see. I don't think that we really have... I think we got like one voice message. I think we should just store it up. We should wait until we got a couple. We'll, we'll wait Actually, till... you know what? No, we do. We we have we have one lengthy one. We'll just uh, do that one. Okay. Because I looked at... I just saw the transcript for it, and it's uh, it's one of our regular callers. Okay. But it looked like from what I saw from the, the written transcript that they might have like a genuine question this time. Okay. So okay. we're going to listen to one voice message this week. Just uh, give me one second to cue it up. Hey, what's up? It's your boy again. Still haven't listened to the uh, actual part of the podcast. Um, I actually haven't kept up at all, so I'm deeply, deeply, deeply sorry that I haven't uh, checked out the uh, phone messages that you guys have been talking about on your podcast. I will catch up with those soon. Um, So I actually have a pretty serious question today. Uh, so I was listening to the first Glassjaw album, and I know you fucking hate them, Gray, but I feel like you would be the best person to talk about this with. Uh, you, or you actually might be the worst person, seeing as you like Stan Morrissey and all that. Uh, but anyway, so the first album obviously has some pretty like out there lyrics, really. Uh, yeah, straight up misogynistic lyrics, but I love it a lot. Like, I think it's like one of the best, I guess you'd call it post hardcore albums ever made. I think the instrumentation on it is amazing, and I think uh, Daryl's voice is at its peak. He just sounds chaotic on it. Uh, but the lyrics are pretty, yeah, they're pretty uh, not the best. Um, I guess I wanted to 
as a as someone who writes music, Gray, I wanted to know, or and also um, Nate, what's your take on it? Uh, do you just cancel a album because it has some really bad lyrics, or uh, you still you still vibe with it? Uh, obviously, I'm still listening to it. I was just listening to it like five minutes ago. Uh, so there's my response on it, but I uh, was wondering what your take on all that is. Uh, have a good day. Or night. Whatever time it is out there in the flyover state. Alright, so that is a uh, return caller that we have who's, uh, the whole shtick is that he has never actually listened to the podcast. He has started listening to the part of the podcast where we answer uh, voice messages, but evidently has not even listened to that part of the podcast. He's, he's a little behind. He's a little behind, uh, yeah, so he hasn't even listened to that part of the podcast in a few weeks. I like it because it's almost like he has his own little micro-podcast that he listens to within our podcast. Right, you get like what that. you get out of it. So that question is actually um, astoundingly fitting for this episode because we just listened to that really terrible racist shit. But in the course of our discussion about that, we both uh, copped to liking a fair fair degree of sketchy stuff. And I even went so far as to say a couple of the racist screwdriver songs are pretty good. Again, not lyrically really bad on that tip, but musically pretty good. So yeah, I mean... You, you can't really sum up my stance a whole lot better than that. Uh, I, I am firmly in the separating the art from the artist camp in terms of simply enjoying it. Now, that doesn't mean that I th- would book a sketchy-ass band at my house or my venue. It doesn't even necessarily mean that I would pay actual money to a sketchy band to buy their music. I might pirate it or I might buy a bootleg or something. I am all for people not wanting to uh, throw their chips in with sketchy folks and uh, and wanting to withhold support for them in any way possible, whether that's not going to their shows or whatever. Whatever makes you feel good, um, whatever your personal comfort level is, I think that's where the line is, quite frankly. I don't think that there's any sort of like greater ethical question about this. Straight up, uh, if you don't think that art made by bad, bad people can be good and can be enjoyed, then you straight up do not understand art. You straight up do not understand the concept of human creativity. The appealing thing about art is that it transcends the people who create it. That's the that's the otherworldly nature of art in and of itself. And in fact, I think that when very bad people with very bad worldviews make captivating art, it's actually a very interesting cross-section of the human psyche and the human spirit that these very ugly ideas can coexist with the ability to make this thing that is sort of universally recognized as being, or at, or at least widely recognized as being beautiful or very well executed or whatever. Um, I think it's a testament to the sort of nuance of the human mind and, uh, and how strange a creature a human being really is and can be. So yeah, my feeling on that is literally like whatever the fuck you want to. Uh, as long as those politics aren't permeating into your personal life and uh, influencing you in weird ways, I don't give a shit. I can listen. I could go listen to the sketchiest shit ever uh, in my car on the way home. Hell, I just might. And I'm still going to walk in my door and want to shoot every cop that I see in the head. It's not going to affect me because I'm not a weak-brained moron who is affected by the Jedi mind trick of racist oi. Well, also, I mean... A few takes on here. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of stuff I listen to that is sketchy. For one reason or another, I listen to it, right? It might right. be because it's genuinely good. Right. Right. It might be because I think it's funny. Sure. Right. It might be, um, well, you know, I mean, H.P. <sighs> Lovecraft gets some fucking heat lately, right? Right. Sure. I mean, 
if you like science fiction and horror, mm-hmm. he wrote the best. 100%. Undeniable. Right. But he was a virulent racist. But he's a virulent racist. We can't go back in time and change that. Right. And uh, honestly, who gives a shit? Straight up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, we can't go back. You can't go back in time and wipe, and, and just, like, wipe the slate clean with these with shit like that. Right. For, for a variety of reasons. It's not going to affect me. Mm-hmm. What is it? The thing in the doorstep mm-hmm. with the uh, sketchy cat name? Yes, the very sketchy cat name. That's a fucking awesome story. It is a very right? good story, yeah. That cat name is pretty sketchy. Yeah. But... Also, at that time in the United States, that wasn't necessarily an uncommon name for a pet. No. We were looking at what was the dog that we were, the World War II hero dog that oh, we looked up. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. had an extremely sketchy name. Right. Right? Because his fur was a certain color. Right. And I thought, holy cow, this is unbelievable. Like, he's got his own Wikipedia page and like and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But then I look up and it was like, oh, this was a common name for dogs in that era. Yep. Because that's how people were. Times fucking change. Yeah, they were and racist and shitty. And there's plenty of shit that we're saying today mm-hmm. as, a, as, as a society mm-hmm. that in 50 or 100 years, people are going to look back and be like, what the fuck is, what was wrong with these people? <laughs> right, yes. Right? I mean, I personally think that in like 100 years... Um, there's going to be a whole new 50 years if we if 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 shit is still like viable at that point the planet that is yeah um there's going to be a whole new set of ethics that that like a whole new set of like social ethics mm-hmm. that like if you don't fucking fall in line people are like God you're like some caveman from 2020 right like what do you what, what the fuck are you talking about like you know, extinction, loss of biodiversity isn't a big deal. And like right. stewardship of the inhabitability of the fucking earth isn't your number one priority. Right. Right. What are you, a fucking maniac? Are you a caveman from 2012? Right. You know what I mean? Like sure. times fucking change. Yeah. Right. And uh, you can ignore all the rad shit that happened mm-hmm. and go on. And that's your prerogative. Sure. Right. But that stuff also directly influences what you're into now. Right. So where do you draw the line, mm-hmm. right? If you go, to get back on like H.P. Lovecraft, if you go see a fucking horror movie about, you know, I don't know, some basically much modern horror mm-hmm. in some ways draws from fucking Lovecraft. Right. Are you, you know, through, through several different stages of separation, sort of inadvertently supporting a fucking racist dude that lived 100 years ago? Yeah. If you care about that, the fuck is wrong with you sure right right yeah like who gives a shit well and i don't mean for this to come off as whataboutism because i promise that is not my rhetorical device of choice when debating these sorts of things but i think that it deserves to be said that we have these conversations on devices that are built quite literally off of the oh sure off of an endless well of human suffering right and the fact that we even have the privilege to sit around and fucking pontificate about the ethics of liking a racist oi record while there are black and brown folks quite literally dying for our ability to do so makes me really not give a fuck and makes me really think all of you people are either simple-brained idiots or uh, fucking fake and lying when you talk about this shit and pretend to care. Because I assure you, you do not give a fuck about me wearing a Burzum shirt because you don't even give a fuck about how the precious resources that you got in your hand arrive to you. Fuck you. Or what happens to them after you decide to get a new one and get rid of the old one because the old one for some reason just isn't fucking good enough. And half of you are doing blow that is laced with the blood of third world workers. And half of you are fucking married and you got gold around your fingers 
years because yep. that's what represents love. Hey, look up fucking arsenic leaching in fucking South America. Look up the fucking... Everybody knows about fucking blood diamonds. That yeah. ain't a fuck. And I assure you, it takes a lot more work than you think it does to ensure that your diamonds are not coming from unethically sourced fucking slave mines. And I guess the point is the world is utter shit because we make it utter shit. It's a cesspool. And it's, it's, it's uh, logically inconsistent mm-hmm. to whine about one particular flavor of shit when you are quite literally swimming in a world of diarrhea. 100%. And I, again, I don't want to lean into whataboutism. I don't think I'm not a no ethical consumption under capitalism guy. I that Although I understand that that is a universal truth that we have to acknowledge, I still think that accountability and attempting to live an ethical and conscientious life is a very important thing that we should all undertake to, to do on our, in our personal lives. So I'm not saying that we can't have discussions about ethics because the system that we live in is un, inherently unethical. The foundations. Of, sorry, I'm fiddling with shit. It's cool. I'm getting amped up. Yeah. The foundations. Of, the the foundations of how we live our lives are unethical. Right. We allow that to happen. Yes. We expect people to have an ethical viewpoint of mind and to live ethically in a in, in a superstructure that is founded upon the principle and and actually like uh, founded upon the principle of being unethical. Mm-hmm. And in fact, unethical behavior is rewarded. Right. That's what capitalism is. So. You know, what are you going to do? If I Personally, what do I do? Try to make my own fucking personal life mm-hmm. as like tolerable as I can. Yeah. And when it comes down to something like Glassjaw, I don't listen to shitty music, man. So I don't give a fuck. <laughs> right. And at the end of the day, straight up streaming some fucking sketchy record on the internet is a victimless crime. Anybody that's trying to fucking hop on your nuts and drag you down into the muck and mire and have a discussion with you and try to hold you accountable for that type of shit, they can fuck themselves. They're not going to care about it in five minutes. They're just on some fucking performative shit right now. They're trying to posture and demonstrate their goodness for their peer group. They're fake motherfuckers. They're going to go get a job. They're going to go have kids. They're going to go get married, and they're going to forget all about their little foray into punk rock when they were in college. It's all fucking fake. It's all performative. Don't pay attention to them. Like whatever the fuck you like. That is my stance on it. Pretty much. There you go. So uh, on that tip, if if you like what you heard today, go ahead and head over to patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. Give us some money. You get uh, $5 and up tier. Gets access to all of the Patreon episodes that we've dropped and all that we will drop. $10 and up, you get something special. Like I said, we're working on merch and shit. It's just the holiday season, so everybody's fucking backed up and the people that we typically go to for that sort of shit are doing stuff with their families and are busy um if you want to send us in some music you can go ahead and head over to uh demo listen podcast at gmail.com just email us there uh send us a link to the band camp uh download the songs if you have them it's always handy and then uh last but not least if you want to call us ask us a question talk some shit it's 260-222-8341 thanks to everybody who listens thanks to everybody who gives to the patreon and uh we'll see you next week